Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm Joy and I am delighted to share with you an interview I had with Glennis Nellist, who is a children's book author and recently released the book, Twas the Season of Lent. It is a 40-day devotional for families to use during Lent, and it it is full of short, simple, very doable stories of Jesus that prepare your family's hearts for Easter, but she does not water down the gospel. She tackles some of the hard things, but she does it with simplicity and beauty. And we'll talk more about that in the interview. Glennis was born and raised in a little village in Northern England. The author of multiple award-winning children's books, including the best-selling Twas the Evening of Christmas, The Wonder That Is You, and five popular series, Love Letters from God, Snuggle Time, The Twas Series, Good News, and Little Mole. Her writing reflects a deep passion for helping children discover joy and hope in the world. Glennis now lives in Michigan with her husband, David. Glennis's Bible, her children's Bible, I wonder, is also found on Annie F. Downs' Mini BFFs podcast this season, which we talk a little bit about in the interview as well. I hope you will listen and be encouraged by Glennis and our conversation. Hello, Glennis. Thank you so much for joining us on Playfully Faithful Parenting. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Joy. And thanks so much for having me. Yes, I have been following you on Instagram for years. And <laughs> this this book, new book of yours, um, finally offered me the opportunity to invite you on the podcast. And I'm so excited about that. Would you like to introduce yourself briefly? Um, anything outside of the what's in your written bio to to my audience? Oh well, thanks, Joy. It's it's so great to hear that you've been following me, and now we're connected. Like it's so good to sort of meet you in real life, even if it's via a microphone or a screen. But um, yeah, I think. My bio kind of describes me well. I mean, obviously you can hear I'm from Britain. I lived there till I was like in my 40s. And my husband and I came to Michigan to explore ministry. He's a pastor. And we honestly came just on a five-year visa, Joy. And um, our plan was to learn what we could about ministry here and then take it back home to England. And that was like 23 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think we're still learning. We just fell in love with Michigan and the possibilities for ministry and the people really. So yeah, here I am. Well, that's, that's awesome. So I originally just from um, the little bits and pieces that I know of you just kind of thought, oh, maybe her husband was American and she moved over here. But so you both came over together. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. did. And we, we were, we were both supposed to go back together, but <laughs> God has all the plans, you know? Yes. Right. Well, I'm glad you're still here together. Yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> So you have a new book. It just came out, right? Um, the first week of January, second week yes. of January. Yeah, January 2nd, right on the heels of Christmas and the new year. Yes. And it's called Twas the Season of Lent, Devotions and Stories for the Lenten and Easter Seasons. And one of my twins was with me when I first pulled the book the book out of the envelope when I first got it in the mail and she was like is that for me and she was just so enamored with it and just looking at it and she's like that's Jesus and she knew right away and um was just so excited to look at this book this book is not not just like a normal fun looking kids book but it's it's beautiful like I know you didn't do the illustrations, but you still um, inspired them. And but it is, you know, just not not just a kids illustrated book. It's a, a really beautiful book. Oh well, thanks so much for that. I'm thrilled to hear that. Um, is it your daughter? Your daughter yeah. um, felt like is it mine, and she was immediately <laughs> attracted to it. You're right. I, as the author, as a traditionally published author. My job is just to write the words and I have to leave all the fun stuff, the illustration process to my publisher. And that's very scary, Joy, because you don't really know what they're going to do with it or, you know, if you're going to like it. But how could I not like Elena Selvanova's illustrations? She is a fantastic illustrator. And this is the fourth in the twelfth series and she illustrated them all but as you say Jesus is on the cover um, he's surrounded with the palm fronds the palm branches and it's just so colorful and inviting and yes I can't take any credit but I I love it too but you you are writing your story your um theme of the book inspires the artist and so you know you get you could take a little credit <laughs> <laughs> well, well thanks that makes me feel good yes you're right I mean um, an illustrator can't do their work without the author's words so it's very much a team approach and one fun thing that I don't know if you may have noticed I don't know if you have the previous books but we were able, or I should say they were able, my team at Zonda Kids, who are the publishers, they were able, because Elena had illustrated Towards the Morning of Easter, which was the second book in the series, they were able to go back and use some of those illustrations in this Towards the Season of Lent. And so it's really kind of fun to see some of the same illustrations in this new book 
Yes, I I haven't noticed that one. I don't have the Easter Easter one, and so I'm gonna have to add that one to my collection as well. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> I I want to know why Lent because Lent is not the typical children's holiday season that um and I think one of the things that I am really um, passionate about in my ministry is helping adults to see the capabilities of children and their Mm -hmm. faith that they Mm -hmm. are capable of these Mm -hmm. what seem to be more solemn or serious as people might call um, Mm -hmm. parts of our faith so why did you want to do a Lenten book for kids? <laughs> it, it is a great question because honestly, if you Google Lent books for kids, you're not going to get many results, I don't think. Um, but to be honest, the, I'll give you two answers. The first kind of easy answer is since I had already done um so I, I told you earlier that this is the fourth book in the series. So just to quickly backtrack, the first one, which I thought was a one-off title, which I was so excited to write, is Twas the Evening of Christmas, and it's based on the Clemency Moore classic rhythm and rhyme, but it has Jesus as the hero, not Santa, you know. So that was the first Twas book, and I did not know it was going to turn into a series, but that was so um, successful, used by a lot of children's ministers on Christmas Eve, that my editor suggested, why don't you do Twas the Morning of Easter? So that was the second title, and that's, the Easter story, again, told in that familiar classic rhythm and rhyme. So after the second one, then I started thinking about Advent and how it would really be nice if I could do more of a devotional book exploring the season of Advent. So that was the third title, and that was a much bigger project because that was 25 short stories to help families anticipate the arrival of Christ at Christmas. So then it just seemed natural. I thought, you know what? We explore a lot at Advent. Advent is like a a waiting, a wondering, an exciting time. You count down to Christmas. And we really should be doing the same thing to anticipate the resurrection of Jesus at Easter, but we don't, do we? You know what I mean? In so many ways, Lent is not, it's nowhere near like as popular a holiday as as Advent is. And so the first easy answer is I chose Lent because it seemed the natural progression for the series to take. Now, the next answer is because, and I think I just mentioned it, because if we're really going to celebrate and anticipate and count down to the birth of Jesus, we should be doing the same for Jesus' um, resurrection. And so towards the season of Lent, I hope, encourages families and children to maybe pick up this book, which has 40 devotions for the 40 days of Lent, um, 
can we do the same? Can we treat it in the same um, anticipatory manner, countdown, let's count down to Lent and what it really, I mean, to Easter and what it really means. Yes. And there are some hard stories, though, in, you know, in the Lenten season, and it is more of a, typically more of a somber season. So how did you, was that, was that challenging for you to bring something of that seriousness and, and somberness to kids and to families? Yeah, for sure. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, Christmas is all about the fun and the joy and the presents and, you know, the stockings. And you're absolutely right. Lent and Easter um, are a much more solemn occasion, except until you get to Resurrection Sunday. But of course, when you write about anything that involves death for children, and, you know, especially the death of Jesus, which was very violent and um, very challenging to write for children. Yes, that is always a hard thing. But for me, as a writer for children, and especially knowing what I know now after working with children for such a long time in ministry, what I've come to learn is that My job as a writer is to tell children the truth about Jesus and that he died, but to leave room for the children to wonder about that at their own level. So not to mention any violent details, really, just that Jesus died. And that's true. And that's what happened. But I don't have to tell children about the nails or the crown of thorns or about any scary things, really, because what I've learned now is that that's really up to parents, isn't it? You know, parents are the ones or the caregiver of the child. They are the ones who know the child best. And so they know if that child is able to hear all those details and talk about those details. But for me, I just tried to tell the truth but leave it there. So on Good Friday, which is day 36 in this book, it is the shortest of all the 40 devotions or stories. And this is how I approach it. I'm going to read it if that's okay, because it's a three-second thing. But this is day 36. And there's just a little picture of the cross with a purple linen cloth like blowing in the wind so it's quite evocative and it the title is Jesus dies and there's a little scripture reference Luke 23 44 through 46 so if parents want to turn to their bible and read that with kids they can go ahead and do that but this is it for good friday it simply says the world turned dark at three o'clock the day that Jesus died The flowers trembling hung their heads, and God in heaven cried. And then there's a little prayer, because each devotion for each day ends with a little prayer. And the prayer simply says, God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Mm. And and that's it. And, And so I just left it there. And so I... 
I think that's evocative and it tells the truth and it's powerful. And children know this was not a good thing, even though we call it Good Friday. But um, hopefully I just leave room to let caregivers or parents fill in the gaps, fill in the details or not, you know. So, yes, it's a huge challenge to write about these things, but I hope I did it in um, a prayerful, meaningful way that leaves room for children to wonder. That's actually my word of the year is wonder. Oh, is it? That's yes. a great word. Yes. Yes. I think that um, that is really powerful. And it's it's so true that um, you know, as we equip parents to, to disciple their kids, to nurture their children's faith, that we trust them to be their, the expert of their children. Right. And, and what they they know their children are capable of and are not capable of. And that not telling the whole truth doesn't mean that we're not still telling the truth. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's think, absolutely right. Yeah. That that's what makes sense to me. Yes. I think that's really powerful. And I think, um, I, I, this kind of the smallness of the writing leaves room for, mm -hmm. for the Holy spirit and for the families to fill in where they need to go. Yeah. Yeah. That is my hope. And so this book is split up into four sections. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Joy, is that for me, as I was writing this book, it's not necessarily that I think Lent should be a time when we try more to do a daily devotional or try more to pray, although those are my goals, you know, for, for the Lenten season. Um, is to pay more attention to God's word and being present with God. But I really don't want to guilt uh, parents or caregivers into thinking, oh, gosh, I have to do this devotional for 40 days. Because 40 days is a long time. <laughs> it's it's And especially for children, it's a long time, you know. So I don't want parents or caregivers to feel guilty if they skip a day or if the child gets bored and they have to, um, you know, make up the text. You know what I mean? How you can do that as a parent. You can sort of scan through and do a quick synopsis, you know. Um, I So for that reason, I, I split the book into four sections. And so each section has 10 stories. And... To me, it kind of makes it more doable, I hope, that it's not like this huge, massive 40 days that I have to read this book. But it's in four sections. And if sometimes you have to skip a day or you miss one, it's fine. It's okay, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're having real life happening. And so, you know, I think that that is, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of parents don't pick up things like this is because mm -hmm. we tend to have this all or nothing yeah. feeling of I've got to do it perfectly or we it's not worth doing at all. And so even having the author 
tell us that if you miss a day, it's okay. okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just get back. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a grandma now, um, and it's a lot easier being a grandma than, than, but I'm also the parent of four children. And when they were little, it's, I remember those days, it's hard work. It's, it's a lot of pressure. And, and, and if you're like me, you know, we, I think mums especially compare themselves, you know, you see all the the lovely, beautiful, colourful Instagram posts, and you think, how do they do all that? You know, and um, I remember real life, and so I don't, I don't want parents to be competing or worried about having to do this devotional book. I just hope it will be an aid in their journey. Yes, and I think all of the page, all of the stories, all of the. Um, pages are they're very short so Mm -hmm. they're I mean it's very doable even like I can imagine all five of my girls you know not losing interest because they're so short there's um all those fun parts of literature like repetition and rhymes and you know you have all of that kind of parts that engage kids in that way. Um, when I was reading through them, I didn't feel the need to kind of shorten or, or change the words to be able to get, you know, through them, which I I think there are, there are some lots of beautiful resources for kids that are better for older kids. Yeah. I don't always work for a large age group of kids. Mm -hmm. Like my kids are from three to 11. So not all books work for all of them appropriately, Mm -hmm. but this one, this I can see, we've only read a couple because I wanted to save it for Lent um, with all my girls, but um, I thought it was very developmentally appropriate. There were some fun words that I think would be kind of teaching my kids some vocabulary. I remember Mm -hmm. the word tufts of grass somewhere in there mm-hmm. which isn't that's not a word I say to my kids all the time but it's a simple enough word and you know gives enough for them to imagine imagine and see it that we could talk about fun little things but when every word is new or over their head that can yeah. feel like it bogs you down, but there were just such fun little new words to add to their vocabulary, I thought. Oh, well, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and but and I think that also like it was it didn't water anything down. And I just I love when I can see from someone who's writing for kids that they see the capability of kids. And mm-hmm. I can see I can tell from your writing that you see that capability of kids to have a meaningful, deep relationship with Jesus. Well, thank you so much, Joy. (laughs) That means a lot to me. It means a lot because as an author, I feel like I have learned so much and I'm I'm so much better now at giving children credit for what they know and what they can learn and what they can teach me. You know, I used to think I was a teacher in England before we came to the States and 
So I was very objective driven, you know, how you have targets and you reach that target and then you go on to the next one. And I really had to unlearn that when I became um, a children's minister and started writing. It's not what, it's not about what I can teach children or what I know about God. It's allowing them to show me, you know, because I think that's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, because children are so loving and they're so giving and they're so non-judgmental. That's, you know, we have a lot to learn from children, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, and they, because they trust their parents and their mm -hmm. church staff who tell them these stories, they trust the stories and they believe them in a way right. that I I don't see often in adults. And so to mm -hmm. be able to spend time um, with my kids walking through stories like this and books like this, um, where you leave, I mean, you don't have a ton of questions of this is what the, your conversation after is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. It just leaves room for us as parents to listen to the Holy Spirit and listen mm -hmm. to our kids of, hey, what, what did you hear? What do you mm -hmm. think? What, what do you see? What questions do yeah. you have? Yeah, yeah. I certainly hope that the stories foster conversation in families, you know, that would be great. Yes, yes, I think so. And, um, I, yes, I'm just, I'm excited to go through the whole thing with my kids um, this year at Lent. And I think I, I love how you connect it to um, looking outside and, and acknowledging the weather, because that's something very relevant for kids. They, mm -hmm. they get that. Um, that's not, you know, some abstract thing. It's very concrete and very relevant. And so I noticed throughout several times in the book, you know, look outside again. Do you mm -hmm. see, you know, the buds starting to form on right. the trees? And um, I think that can, that helps ties this kind of abstract story that they can't really see because it's, mm -hmm. you know, from the past to something so concrete for them that they can, mm -hmm. they can touch yeah. and feel. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yes. So did you have a favorite story in the book? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. And I'm thinking, <laughs> which one, which one would I pick? Um, well, it it's a little hard, but um so you know the story of the lady who was so ill and she'd been ill for many, many years and um Jesus was coming through the town. And I think that story is called Who is Important? And I'm scanning through my book now and I can't even find it. <laughs> I think it must be, is it in, is it in, it's four sections and it's either in the ministry or the message. Oh, it's right here. Um, yeah, it's on day 26. I know you're looking through the book too. So day 26 is part of, it's in the section called the ministry of Jesus. Because the four sections are the mission, 
then the message, then the ministry, and then the mystery. And so, of course, the mystery is what we talked about before. It's like the whole the holy week, you know. But in the ministry of Jesus, so on day 26, this might be one of my favorite stories just because, I don't know, you, if you like me, you've read your Bible for a long, long time, but there's always something new that you discover in it and so this story is called who is important and it's about Jairus the leader of the synagogue in Capernaum and how do you remember his daughter fell sick and so um, he went to Jesus and said you know you must come at once my daughter's dying and of course Jesus responds like Jesus always does but to me it's just um, when I was rewriting this story so you've got this very important man in the church. And of course, Jesus is going to respond. But then you've got this very, what some people might think, unimportant woman on the floor uh, who's insignificant. And all she wants to do is just touch Jesus's hem. And yet Jesus stops immediately and, and calls her daughter you know, and heals her. So it's like, who's important? Everyone, you know, everyone is important to Jesus. And so that story really touched me in a new way when I was writing it because um, she was probably terrified, you know, at these important men and thought, if I can, I don't need, I, I just need to touch his robe. That's all I need and I'll be healed. And um, she must have been horrified when Jesus stopped and and talked, you know, turned around. She probably thought he was mad with her. But, of course, he's not because Jesus has love for everyone, no matter what, you know. So um, I like that story, who is important. Yes, yes. That story, actually, I remember last year when I was reading, um, reading through the Bible, God showed me something new from that story. And I've been pondering it. Just, I recognize that the, the daughter was 12 and the woman had been sick for 12 years. Oh my gosh. I haven't even picked up on that. And I, I did last year for the first time. And I was like, wow, just this 12 years. Uh, there's, you know, I don't yeah. know the significance of that, but just that commonality yeah. between these two yeah girl and woman um yeah isn't that great when you just see something new and you can ponder it like you said yeah yeah so um I just I love I love the bible for that and that God mm. does that and um the way that you've in this book and and your other books you bring that to to kids and to families together in a way that doesn't water it down at all, but helps them to understand it. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. So, so Joy, um, another little thing that because I was a teacher, I like to develop like free resources that children's ministers and families can download and use what what is helpful for them. And so it's in the works right now because right as we record this podcast, we're one month away from Lent. I'm not sure when it will air, but um, 
that resource will be available on my website under free resources. And one of the things that I'm excited about that I hope will be useful to families is a Lenten calendar, a printable one, but it's actually a path. It's going to be designed like a path that children can just color in the squares or put a sticker on the squares, but it's a 40 day Lenten path. And, it, and so it marks the Sundays in Lent and then it, you know, you reach the, the tomb and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so that will be available hopefully soon. But I wanted to just mention that if families um, are going to use this book, the important thing to remember is that there are 40 days worth of stories. And But if you use it, if you start on Ash Wednesday, and then you read it, um, but you skip some days, or you use your Sunday to look back on the stories you've already read and talk about those, because Sundays are not included in the 40 days. It's a bit, I don't even understand why, but this I know, Sundays are not included in Lent. So if you read it, Ash Wednesday, you'll get to Easter Sunday after 40 days, as long as you don't read it on Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, my, when I grew up, growing up, my dad um, is Catholic. And so I remember learning a little bit from Lent. And my understanding is that every Sunday is like a mini Easter. That's right. I remember now. Thank you, Joy, for reminding me why they're not part of Lent. That is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to fast or any of those things on the Sundays. Yeah, you can go for it. You can yes. eat the chocolate. <laughs> Live it up. Celebrate the resurrection every Sunday. It's a mini yeah. Easter. Um, <laughs> but I think that's, yeah. that's my recollection. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of makes sense. You see, I didn't grow up in the Catholic tradition. I'm, I'm, I'm Methodist. That's my denomination. And um, so typically, as I was growing up, we would celebrate Shrove Tuesday by making pancakes. You know, you get rid of all the fat in your home because you're going to fast. Um, so I know we would always make pancakes. We would flip them. They would stick on the ceiling. <laughs> this is what I remember. <laughs> but but between Shrove Tuesday and then I remember Ash Wednesday, which is the next day. But I don't remember anything about Lent until Holy Week, you know, until like Monday, Thursday or Good Friday. And so yeah. hopefully this book will help people. Oh, yeah, we're still in Lent. You know, there's still like a lot of days between those two markers, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure it will. I know I've already had um, some some of my Instagram followers and friends messaging me that they've picked up the book. And so um, I know it will be a great addition to all the books you already have and to families, um, their bookshelves at home and their, their time as they prepare for Easter. So, oh, well, thank you so much for yes. giving me. Yes. Thank you. Is there, um, what is the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you if they're interested in doing that? And then where can they find your website? 
Yeah, so I am on uh, Instagram. I'm just Glennis Nellist. And it's a very, honestly, I think I'm the only Glennis Nellist in the whole whole wide world. <laughs> it's an unusual name. Let me spell it for your listeners. It's G-L-E-N-Y-S. That's Glennis. And then Nellist is N-E-L-L-I-S-T. And that's where I am on Instagram, just Glennis Nellist. On Facebook, I'm Glennis Nellist, author. And my website is justmyname.com. Okay. GlennisNellist.com. So, yes, I'd love to hear from any of your listeners. And you can get the book. I always just say, wherever good books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I will have links to all of that in the show notes as well. So, Glennis, I am wondering, I think that um, adults need play too. So how do you like to play, Glennis? <laughs> okay, so I think I mentioned earlier that my husband is a pastor, but in his spare time, believe it or not, he likes to build wooden boats. And um, several years ago, he started building a wooden houseboat that you can sleep on, that you can live on. And so I like to play by going out on the water with my husband on our little wooden houseboat, which actually floats. I never thought it would, but <laughs> it really does float. <laughs> and it, it's just a really fun um, experience to be on the water and it's so peaceful and um we took it down the Erie Canal. We lived on it for like three weeks. It's like camping on a boat, you know, um, so you can stop at the marinas and they have lovely facilities and everything. But so when you asked me what I like to do for play, yeah, it's be, be on the boat with my husband and um, marvel that he made it and that we're still alive after we've taken it out on the water. <laughs> Yes, I'm having a hard time imagining just a like a homemade boat. But I'm I mean, if you spent three it's, weeks on it, it's gotta be yeah, impressive. It's, it's it's like a tiny home on, on the water. It's it's amazing. It's let me see if I can get it right. It's six feet wide and I think it's sixteen feet long or maybe twenty feet, but no longer than that. It's yeah. tiny, um, but it has everything we need. It's it's so fun. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Well, thank you so much, Glennis. This has been a privilege and a joy to chat with you. And um, how many how many books total do you have? It's a lot. It's a lot, Joy. It. I think I'm. I think I just signed my contract for the for the fortieth book. 40 books and and I only I was published first in 2014 so this year it'll just be 10 years since yes. and um God is good and I, I don't know it's just a marvelous blessing you know uh, wow I just picked up I wonder because oh. my word of the year is wonder so I was like this is going to be the children's bible we start with um, and then I also know that um, Annie F. Downs is using I Wonder for part of her children's podcast. That's so exciting. 
Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yes, she go. She's just switched her her format for her children's podcast called Mini BFFs, and she's got three Bibles from Zondervan that um, okay. she's going to read Bible stories from. So oh, that's great. I yours, did not know that. Yours is one of them. Yes. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you so much for telling me. <laughs> yes. And so um, that's one that I've, I listened to her. Um, let's read the gospels. She goes through mm -hmm. the gospels every month. Um, this time she's doing three months to go through them and just doing one chapter a month on her adult gospels. But now she's doing the the gospel and Bible stories for kids. So, um, I'm parents should check that out with their kids. And Glennis's storybook Bible is going to be one of the ones that she uses. So, Oh, that's so great to know. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be talking to her. So, um, <laughs> so very fun. Well, and I'm glad I got to share the fun news with you that People, people should be discovering that from her. So well, yeah, thank you again. Great. Yeah. Thank you again, Glennis. This has been um, wonderful. And um, I hope you stay warm and have a great day. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Joy. I loved chatting with you. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.